Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family. This Sunday, we begin a new sermon series titled Road Trip, where we'll be considering the journey of the people of Israel through the book of Exodus. Now, I've always loved the idea of a good family road trip. For all of my life, I've known families who'd pile into some kind of vehicle and sometimes take weeks to drive around the country on a family road trip. Now, I said before that I like the idea of it. I love the idea of it more than the practice of it. Myself, I am not one of those drivers who can just say, all right, we're just going to drive for hours and hours and hours, and I'm going to, to love it. And this apparently has been passed on to my children because they don't like that either. <laughs> I really want a kind of a Star Trek type road trip. Uh, Scotty, beam me up and beam me down. Beam me down to where I want to go, then beam me up and beam me someplace else. I love arriving at the destination. I love the promised land, but oh, the journey can be tough. I remember when I was entering middle school, we went on a family road trip across Texas. Now, when you drive across Texas, you hope for some kind of promised land because it seems to take forever to drive across Texas. And you have these large expanses where you really don't see anything much at all. You're hoping to see a tumbleweed just to make it interesting. So I remember we drove across Texas. It was my um, mom and dad and my younger brother and myself. And because I was entering into middle school, I had the great honor and responsibility of riding in the front passenger seat and holding the map and helping my father to navigate while my mom and younger brother could take naps in the back seat. Well, this was much like the Exodus story. Out there, roaming in the wilderness, I'm in charge of the map. We're getting lost. Uh, there, there's grumbling, there's tears, there's hunger. Every now and then manna would come in the form of Whataburger or some other kind of fast food place. But this was our family road trip. This was our exodus until we found our promised land. Oh, such a long difficult trip, but we loved when we arrived. We had a great time, but the journey, the journey can be tough. The journey is about change. You've got to move from one place and shift to another place, and you've got to learn how to, to do it well, and to navigate not only the land well, navigate one another well, but navigate yourself well. That's what we hope to talk about in the midst of this sermon series. As we prepare to do so, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. 
Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Any good road trip begins with preparation. And that's what we see here in Exodus chapter 3. Moses is there. He's tending to his father-in-law's flock, minding his own business, completely normal work day. But then he sees this bush that's on fire, but it's not being consumed. It's not being burned up. This is curious to him. And so as he draws near to check it out, there's this voice that's coming out of the bush. It says, Moses, Moses. I'm here, Moses said. What else are you going to say? Then the Lord said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals because where you're standing is holy ground. Take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. Spiritually, as we think about the journey of the road trip, as we think about a journey of change, what we're reminded of right off the bat is that this is a holy moment. This place of preparation is holy. It's holy ground. This voice continues, I am the God of your father, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, Jacob's God. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. This is going to be a journey of justice. I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians in order to take them out of the land and bring them to a good and broad land, a land that's full of milk and honey. This journey of change that God has the people of Israel on is one that's meant to move them to good place, a place of flourishing. Now the Israelites' cries of injustice have reached me. I've seen just how much the Egyptians have oppressed them, so get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now, Moses was kind of okay with what was going on here. It's really kind of a cool experience, burning bush, it's not burning up, voice, holy ground, that's all really exciting. This is a great story to be able to tell, a wonderful narration. God is hearing the people, that's so good. But now Moses is to be an actor in this unfolding story. And Moses said to God, wait, who am I to go to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who, me? Really? Who am I? What credentials do I have? What authority do I have? Are, are they going to actually listen to me now? 
God said, I will be with you. Sometimes that's all we need to hear. And there's a, a time of change, a time of shifting, a time of transition. The details aren't exactly clear. All the steps aren't laid out. You've done your best to, to plan, but it's, it's hard to see every step of the journey. Sometimes all we really need to know, all we really need to hear is God's voice saying, I'll be with you. Then we'll know that ultimately everything will be okay. And this will show you that I'm the one who sent you. After you bring the people out of Egypt, you will come back here and worship God on this mountain. This journey is going to lead you not only to a, a promised land. It's going to lead to you to worship. It's going to lead you to a deeper relationship with God as you're on the journey. Now, this journey through Exodus is a metaphor for our journey with God, the, the road trip that we are on with God throughout all of our lives. A journey that's about being called to move. When you're having a normal, regular day, weren't even expecting anything unusual. We're receiving a, a call to move, to, to engage in this journey of transformation, engage in this journey of change, knowing that good will come of it and that, that God will be with you. The first thing we need to think about as we prepare for the journey is, is what change means and ask the question, am I ready for it? As we think about change, as we think about being on the road with God, being on a journey with God, readiness, readiness to change is so very important. So I wanna lift up a theoretical framework around change. These are the stages of change. I wanna list them today and then talk about part of the first stage, part of the first movement. The first is pre-contemplation. And then contemplation. Preparation. Action. Maintenance. And then sometimes relapse. I think we see each of these in the Exodus story. We use these stages of change as we think about inner work that we're doing, uh, as we think about the management of change in institutions, even as we think about giving birth to new ministry at the church. First, pre-contemplation. Before I really even know, before I'm really ready to change, there's pre-contemplation. And there are four R's associated with pre-contemplation. I want to talk about the first today. First is reluctance. 
We're sometimes reluctant because we have a lack of knowledge. Or sometimes it's inertia. I don't know why I need to change. I need a little bit more information. I need to be inspired. Prove to me that there's some reason to change. Even when we look at the scripture passage from today, burning bush, that'll certainly get your attention. God speaking. Moses in the midst of it says, are you sure me? You sure I'm, I'm the one? He's a little reluctant. He's, the information is new to him, even with this amazing, moving scene that is transpiring. He still doesn't have all the information that he needs. It's lack of knowledge. Sometimes it's inertia. Uh, it's the, the culture uh, around and how tied we are to it, how comfortable we are, how nostalgic we are. There are various things that can make us say, God, you know, right here isn't perfect. Right here is not all that I dreamed of, but I'm kind of comfortable. I'm, I'm used to it. And I don't know why, I don't yet know why I should make a change. I'm not motivated enough because of a lack of knowledge or because of the inertia around me to take that step and make that change. But again, we are on a journey with God and change can be challenging, yes, but change can also be holy. Again, God says to Moses there at the burning bush, remove your shoes because the ground that you are standing on is holy ground. This ground that you're standing on as you prepare to shift, as you prepare to transition, as you prepare to change, is holy. Change can be holy. It can be very good. We don't always receive change as very good. As we think about this last year and a half or so, there have been so many changes that have been hard on us. We've struggled with those changes. We've wrestled with those changes. We still long for the day when some of the things that have been changed will be overturned and be more normal again. Sometimes we're reluctant to change because, because of the things that have been special, a sense of nostalgia, um, the, the place, the people, the architecture of your life has meaning. And some of the things that are around you that, that might be changing have been things that reminded you of good days. So change means that, well, will I forget those good days if, if I don't see this thing, if I can't experience 
that which has reminded me of the good. Change can be hard in that way. Change can also be exciting. New baby, new school, new job, new academic year. We regularly go through this cycle of change and it it takes over our whole community. The roads, the stores, the, the restaurants, our schools feel enlivened in the fall. As if a breath of life has breathed into our town. And we, we celebrate those new beginnings. Change can be good. If the way that God has created things is any indication of what God believes is good, then life should testify to us that change can be good. Change can be very holy. It's a part of the way life works. Change happens to us, whether we want it or not. We biologically change. The seasons change around us. Everything changes. There's an opportunity in all of that change. Now, change can be challenging. There can be growing pains because of change, but it's still growth. There's still the possibility of of new flourishing in the midst of it. And so as we contemplate these months of change and in the seasons that are ahead, as we think about the state of our own lives, my encouragement is for us to see change as something that is holy, change as something that is the way God made things. Again, there can be struggle and change. And not every change seems prompted by God. Some things happen to us that are harsh, that are harmful, that are not good. What we see promised in Scripture is that God can take everything and work it toward a good. And so the challenge this week is to pray about the changes that you might be experiencing. It might be changes around work or school. It might be changes in family life, changes in um, your own biology. Whatever the change, I know you're experiencing it. And so the challenge is to ask God, where are you in the midst of this change? It doesn't mean that God is prompting the change necessarily, but what it does mean is that God can work with you in the midst of the change. Because rather, whether this change is a calling like Moses received or this change is being lived out of a response of something that is happening to you that you did not invite, nor do you welcome. No matter what the situation, 
the voice of God is still there saying, I will be with you. That's true. That's a promise. God will. God will be with you through the change. And so let's spend these weeks learning together how to walk with this God who is already with us in the midst of all the changes of life, knowing that God can truly work all things to the good. For those who love God, for all of us who are called according to God's purposes. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.